0: with it declare that you want it now see yourself with it feel yourself with it give you thanks for it now whatever you want whatever you need whatever your heart's desire visualize yourself see yourself with it put yourself there with it now whatever you Welcome to the Infinite Weird Podcast. My name is Matthew Sherling and I'm drinking some coffee right now and I'm listening to the construction workers build a really tall apartment building next to me which has been what has happened every day for a long time now. They're building and building and building and building. Hopefully you can't hear it. If so, I apologize. Um, I do want to mention that I have recently published a a book. Um, It's my fifth book, and you can find it on Amazon. It's less of a book, really, this time. It's a guided journal. Um, It's seven chapters, and I wrote an introduction for each chapter. Every chapter has has its own topic. The first one is shadow work. Um, Some of the other ones are self conception, personal power, um, awareness, all these different topics. And every, each of the seven chapters has three, three big prompts for the, for, for the reader slash participant to, um, respond to in writing. So there's a bunch of empty spaces, blank lines, for you to fill out. Um, it's $11. Go check it out. Um, I put it together. Because I. Um, you know. Uh, journaling is a big part of my life. <coughs> I write in my journal every day. And you know. Sometimes it's not always like personal stuff. Like. Um, it's all sorts of things. Everything. I write about it, everything. Ideas personal stuff history you know mapping out anything that is on my mind at the time Um, and you know some of the journals that I have for myself are more exclusively you know personal kind of psychological deep dives Um, and this guided journal which is called light and shadow is uh it comes out of that. So the guided journal is is designed more as a uh a tool for personal reflection and personal growth. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, go check it out. Um people have responded positively so far, and I'm happy about that. Um I I am currently now working on my most ambitious book i would say you know most of my previous books were poetry but i and i still do write poetry and i still have a big manuscript of poems that i want to publish either this year or next year called infinity poems um but i've been spending more time writing prose and like essays and um, you know, non-poetry. So right now I am working on this project that is about religion and spirituality. And the project at this point is called, um, hatching the chrysalis. And I've, for the last several months, I have been doing deep research, um, on religion and spirituality, which is something that I've been interested in and reading about and exploring in my own life for, um, probably 17 years or something, which 17 is my favorite number. So maybe that's why this year I'm doing this. But anyways, um, I did a lot of deep research on, on, um, early Christianity. And I, and I reread the new Testament and I read the Gnostic gospels. Um, and I, I, filled out a couple notebooks full of notes and quotes and reflections on, on Christianity a few months ago. And then I started diving deep into Hinduism, Vedanta, the Upanishads, the Vedas and Tantra. Um, and now I'm shifting into deep diving into Buddhism. Um, which I've deep dived into for a while now. Um, but I'm I'm kind of diving even deeper as far as research goes and, and reflection goes now with Buddhism. And basically the the Hatching the Chrysalis book will um you know, I, I plan to have a chapter about Christ, a chapter about Vedanta, a chapter about Tantra, a chapter about esoteric traditions such as Hermeticism and Gnosticism, um, a chapter about New Thought, using Neville Goddard as one of the main figures, um, a chapter about uh, Unitarian Universalism. And is that all? I think that's all. And Buddhism. Um, And, you know, in the Buddhist chapter, I probably will end up focusing on Zen the most because um, that is the stream of Buddhism that I have kind of always been most drawn to. So, I'll keep you updated on that. I I promise it's going to be, it's going to be a, a cool book. I hope you enjoy it if you ever read it. So today's episode is going to be following the, um, the tarot series that I've been doing. I talked about the fool card. I talked about the magician card, talked about the high priestess. The Empress and now the Emperor coming after the Empress. Um, it's a bit hard for me to talk about the Emperor for some reason. Um, it's the card that has had I've been the most resistant resistant to um, since I got into tarot out of the major cards um, because it it seems so potentially domineering and tyrannical and kind of like the um, the the most negative parts of the masculine archetype in a way but however it serves a function it serves a role of course and you know i don't have a completely antagonistic um relationship with it these days i really never did i just was like subconsciously a little bit um it repelled me or whatever but i guess maybe the the best way i can talk about it here is that you know every card in the tarot has it's like um it has its it has the capacity to be seen and applied in a um in an empowering way and it also has like basically the reverse side right um I, when I do readings these days, I, um, I haven't been doing reversals lately, but reversals can be useful for sure. And as I talk about the emperor, maybe it would be, um, most useful to kind of use that, that model because like the reverse emperor or the upright emperor, right? I would say if we just use that like symbolically or whatever, The Upright Emperor, if we see that as kind of the positive potential of what this card represents, I would say that the positive potential of what the Emperor represents is a healthy order, structure, groundedness, and kind of no bullshit vibes um, that we can have in our lives and that we often need in our lives because it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get abstract. It's easy to kind of fall off of our, um, you know, it's easy to kind of get off point instead of being on point. Um, it's it's easy to kind of like not stay on what we need to knock out in our everyday lives. And then we get behind and we get um, and we lose motivation. And then the more we get behind, the harder it is to catch back up and it can be overwhelming. And, you know, it's useful to have structure and order in our lives, because life can be very chaotic, as we all know, so, um, I guess it would be important for me to kind of, uh, say a little bit about the imagery on the card, um, the emperor is, uh, he has armor on his legs, um, he has a golden crown. He has a long white beard. He has a, a long staff that looks like it's. It has kind of the ankh, the like the old Egyptian ankh symbol, that kind of looks like a, a stick figure in a way, um, and he's got mountains in the background, which, that's that is very uh. That is fitting, because you know he's his his throne is made of like. It looks like his throne is made of stone or concrete. Um, so a lot of like rigidness and and heaviness and stability. Those are words that come to mind when I look at this card. Um, and so all of those things can be good. You know, all of those things can be good. And then the flip side of that, the, the kind of reversal side of this card is that um you know we can if we're obsessed with controlling every aspect of our lives and then if we're if we're obsessed with controlling every, every aspect of our lives then we can be very controlling over others as well which is usually not a good thing if ever um And so the reversal would be too much of an obsession with order and structure and control and dominance that can bleed into our relationships. And, um, and then we're just an overwhelming presence to ourselves and others. Um, and if we have, if we're too obsessed with, with structure and order and then we can be overly rigid and we can suck the life and creativity and playfulness out of our lives. I would say that the emperor lacks play for sure. He doesn't really seem to have an ounce of playfulness within him. And that's sad to me, you know, especially because the empress seems so playful. And, um, you know, if we see it as this archetypal kind of step, uh, process, then perhaps, you know, the Empress embraces this, this play and this, this love for beauty and stuff like that. And the Emperor, I guess, is kind of, um, providing, uh, the positive side would be the Emperor providing balance and, um, like a constant equilibrium, you know, it's like one card will dive deep into, to one e- kind of extreme and then the next card will kind of balance it out. So the emperor is is balancing the empress out maybe you could say by um giving necessary structure. Um but yeah, so so it has positive potential and negative potential, just like all the cards. So it kind of just depends on where each individual is in their journey and what's going on in their lives right now. You know, like at some points in my life in your life, we need more of the emperor. We need more of like, okay, we got to buckle down and just like take care of our shit. And then at other points in our lives, we need more of the empress and, you know, or we need more of the high priestess or the magician or any of the other cards that I'm going to, dive into after this. So, um, that's what I got today. I hope you enjoyed. Um, until next time, peace, love, and harmony.